Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Genlock, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Andy Potter, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. Alex Bonilla. Hello. And Beatrice Murad. Hello. Uh, so today we're going to be discussing the ep- the third episode of Genlock. So um, spoilers up to and including everything in episode three. So if you if you missed the premiere, go back and watch before you get here. Watch episode three because we're going to be talking all the plot that happened in this episode and before this one. But before we get into it, you can find everything about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com/slash/itunes or on our YouTube at youtube.com/slash/overlyanimated. So. With that said, let's just dive right into this episode. And um, since um, you three weren't on our first episodes, at all, our first pod, I just want to get your general idea of how you feel about Genlock and how you feel about this episode in general. So, Michelle, how, how are you feeling about Genlock right now? So, I was excited for Genlock to be a hot train wreck mess. And I was pleasantly surprised that I actually really like the character stuff a lot at this point. I think... Uh, I only saw a tiny bit of Ruby, um, and I know Ruby has seasons and seasons now, but I remember thinking, like, wow, this, like, character dialogue's really off-putting in the initial first season, and everything feels a lot more fluid here with Genlock, so that's been a big plus for me. I have, like, four favorite characters already, so for three episodes, that feels pretty significant. I mean, and also, like, the world-building stuff seems interesting. I think the thing that's the least interesting to me right now is, like, we're gonna train these robots, yeah. Baseball yeah. with robots, rollerblading with robots. Oh boy! But like all the characters stand out enough that like I'm invested in them and I'm willing to put up with the robot stuff. Um, to you know wait it out to have the more interesting plot stuff too because these do seem like a good mix of characters and they're from all different nationalities and like that's really nice too. So I'm higher on it than I felt. Like I was excited to make fun of it, but now I like am actually invested in the characters. So that's been a kind of a nice surprise so far. I, th- I think you're. I think you're. Um, have a pretty similar. Had a pretty similar reaction to myself and Haley. Oh yeah. <laughs> we we were pretty. We were really excited to meme on this show, but it turns out it's not nearly as bad as we were hoping it would be. Yeah. Maybe yeah. hoping is a strong word, but 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 we were expecting it to be kind of uh, funny and bad, but it's actually just kind of solid. Um. But um. Yeah. That's that's great. Um. Alex, how are you feeling about this show? Um. I'm. I did end up binging all of Ruby very recently, and I have a complicated relationship with it where I mm. like I, I like some of the characters, but I find all the world building to be kind of stupid and a lot of the plot stuff to be stupid. And with Genlock, I, I feel like I'm in a similar place where I don't really care about the union stuff or the robot stuff. Mech's, mech anime just isn't my deal. But like there, there are two characters that I really like in this show, and I think that this episode, since it's doing less of the of the world building stuff and more of the character stuff, I think that I enjoyed this episode more than the first two episodes. But yeah, I'm just I'm still skeptical on this show being good necessarily, just because I I I get uh, I'm worried that we're gonna go full mech anime soon, and I'm just not here for that. But if they they manage to keep the focus on the, the character development, then uh, I'll I'll be on board. And I think that they've done a good job so far with most stuff. Uh, there there's nitpicks to be had, but uh, yeah. So if they continue on this road. I will I will be happy with the show, but I, I just I just still have my personal reservations on what direction the show is going to take as we move forward. I, I kind of want to stay here in the setup mode, but I'm worried what happens once we get out of setup mode is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, I totally get that because mech anime are kind of um. There's something else. There's something else. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, but. Well, well, like the, the, I, I just I don't like action stuff in general. It's hard for me to be impressed by action okay. just in general in animation. So it, it's like, like with Ruby, like people uh, uh, praise the fights in that a lot, and I just never really got that in my watching experience. So I'm worried that a similar thing is going to happen with Genlock for me. But uh, in the for the time being, I'm trying to enjoy the ride while it lasts before we get deep, too deep into that. And, and, and I don't know if this helps or not, but I think the fight scenes in this one are a lot less, like, crazy anime fights so far. They're more just, like, 
they seem like interesting engagements, less than like crazy anime fights from Ruby. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the fights in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, I'm we'll sure we will. That. I, I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say about that, Alex, because I definitely am someone who really likes fight scenes. Um, I, I really like a well choreographed fight scene. I can really enjoy one, but we can get into that later. Um, Beatrice, I waited for you. I, I mean, I made you wait. I mean, uh, oh, <laughs> I was gonna say like, of course you waited for me. Um, I, I'm much more positive. Then a couple, then a couple people on here. I was one really, really impressed with how pretty the show is in terms of animation. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I have watched Ruby like anime grow as like in terms of its animation and fluidity and all that, and then seeing this just out of the gate being so smooth and so colorful, and I just really was impressed by that. Um, and I really like. The show, I think, I mean, I love, I love the setup with the, I love these characters already. And I, um, I, I don't know. I find the, the pieces that they have set, the pieces they have placed and seeing how these character dynamics are going to go. I find that really exciting and interesting. And I have a bit more faith in Rooster Teeth. I am, I, I like Ruby, I guess, a lot more. And I find the world building there not stupid, Alex. Uh, <laughs> Agree but, to disagree. Wow, call out. <laughs> but, but um, and here um, I again I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of mech animes in terms of like Gundam all that I I was never huge with it and my biggest thing with mechs is that they're kind of unlike something like Ruby where it's actual people so you can be a little bit more fluid. I'm always worried with like the robots and how kind of un- uh, uh kind of awkward they'd be and kind of boxy. Um. And I haven't, well, ex- in the first two episodes, at least in the second episode is when they showed up, maybe, I think, right? Um, that hasn't been the case. I mean, we haven't really seen a big fight with them yet. So um, I am, but so far I'm I'm pretty optimistic and I don't feel like this is something that's going to end. I feel like it's, it's in a good direction. It's going to keep getting better as it goes on, not get worse. That's great. Yeah, um... I, I find it strange, features that we're the ones that are highest on this. I think, like, because I really, because I really, um, I, I'm usually pretty critical. I think you are too, features because I really like this episode. I really liked where this pointed us in the direction of um, the rest of Genlock because this episode did something I really enjoyed, which was that um, it really showed me how expressive the robots are, the Holons especially, yeah. because it it's really stupid. The Holons are really stupid. The gen locking thing is really stupid. But <laughs> not stupid. But no, 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 objectively, no, objectively. It's a genre. Be, but no, Beatrice, let me finish. Uh. Let me finish. I mean sci-fi wise. Like it's like it's 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 a weird concept. But in execution, in terms of a narrative, in terms of us as a watcher, like it works really well because you can tell like even though they're all stupidly different colors, like Power Rangers, like you can really tell who's in each robot when they're in them because like Cammy's robot acts it like has body language that is very similar to Cammy's and it really and that's and, and and from my perspective watching the show it makes so much more sense why the characters were very very expressive in that first episode we met them because we're supposed mm-hmm. to see that their body language carries over into their into their robot bodies and i think that's really Lovely. well done i think that's really well done and really well showed in this episode and i think it makes me more excited for future robot scenes because they're not going to feel as lifeless, I think, now that we can see that they're so... They're all, these robots are very expressive, and I really enjoy that. And I think that's the biggest story here, that just the robots are not these, like, faceless things. Like, not, well, they're faceless, but I mean, they're not... They're not monolithic. Like, you can understand you can understand emotions from the people who are piloting them, even when we're not seeing their actual bodies. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. I do... I will say that um, the only two that I feel aren't as expressive are Kazu and Valentina, but I think that's really, really because we haven't really gotten to know yeah. them as much as the other two. But I, once we start getting to know more about them, we'll, we'll, then yes, I'll agree. But at the moment, those two characters that haven't, it, they, they just haven't been on the folks, I think. Cause I mean, even like, yeah. the, I think they have li- had little tiny moments, cause like the way that Valentina, um, first, I don't know what to call it, but when she first genlocks and she comes into the robot and she like kind of sashays out of her. Oh, thing. yeah. yeah. You're right. No, you are right. About like that. they do have, they She's have little moments, that. but I think it's just because we haven't, the the story hasn't focused on them. Not that I don't, not that I don't think it is happening for them as well. Like I think I just think we have we've just spent more time on Cammy because she is just more energetic and exciting to yeah. watch her mm-hmm. do things. She's the she's the stan attractor. Yeah, like like she's she's a fan favorite. I can already tell. Like the people will love Cammy, and 
I'm not as infatuated with Cammy as some other people, but I know a lot of people are really, really like Cammy. But before we dive into this, let's uh, let's just start from the beginning here, because this episode is like, not a lot happens in this episode, which I can see there being frustration there. Um, we start in this... Um, this, we started this opening with, with Dr. Weller talking to them right after, uh, Sinclair died, or fake Sinclair died, in the tube, he's trying to convince them to Genlock. And, um, it's just kind of after that, it's just like trying to convince them. It's just trying to convince them to go into the Hollands. And that's just pretty much all this scene is. And, um, Alex, did this scene work for you? Cause like, not a lot happens here, it's just a lot of just character work, and it sounds like you kinda like that stuff. Yeah. I, I like the whole uh, t- push and pull of get of convincing the the kids to buy into the system. Um, th- there's an argument be- uh, between y- Yasmin and Valentina that I was it, I was a little annoyed by because they were talking over each other. So was, I had to like rewind it three times to understand like what each person was saying. So yeah. like that that part wasn't executed as well as i think it could have been but like i like the general feel of of that of like tension rising uh yasmin at some point says not my union so like that kind of like raises questions in the background towards like uh what the union is if you if you care a lot more about that and uh and uh yeah i i i i just like the tensionness of it yeah it's a good way to start an episode like get getting them uh separated before you you lead to the episode being like, "Hey, let's all join together." Yeah. Is this is this the kind of thing that you want the show to be like these kind of character, like these kind of scenes, really, like with um characters interacting like this more than the <laughs> yeah, fight scene I, I stuff? Mean, I, I know it's I know it's mean to say, but like they're, they're nice when they're outside of the no. of the whole lot. <laughs> I, I don't think that's mean to say. I think it's just you're looking for something different from a series. Like I don't think that's mean. Yeah, that's kind of the problem, right? Because I know what this series is supposed to be, but like I enjoyed <laughs> these parts a little bit more than the later robot trading scenes. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll give the series time, but like, I think that this is a good example of the show, uh, do, doing well and like building up its characters and like having meaningful conflicts that make for interesting television. Yeah. And it, I think this is completely fair because they just watch someone die doing what they're about to do. And, yeah. um, yeah. But, um, um, uh, Michelle, what, what did you think of this scene? Did you really, did you like, um, this push and pull that Alex was mentioning? Oh, totally. And I think we're really getting the sense that this is the first time all these people are really having a chance to get to know each other because they were all recruited from different countries, pretty much. Yeah. Um, And it definitely seems like Yaz has like, you know, she had a past life that she is in no hurry to reveal to the rest of the crew. And I think that potential backstory is pretty interesting. I feel like there's a lot there we could get into in the future. I also like... Since I met Dr. Weller, I've been, like, having my, like, red flag alarm yeah. up the whole time. Because I'm like, he seems so shady. And he was willing to let the imposter die. And, like, at least, um, like, Raque- like Raquel? Is that how you uh, say? I've been calling her Colonel Marin because that's easier to say. Colonel Marin? Yeah. <laughs> so Marin, she at least, like, was going to warn, like, wait, no, you do that, you'll die. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, let, let him go on. It's fine. And it makes me even wonder if we we don't know the specifics of how they found Julian Chase, but the fact that he's like yeah. the most suited for this new experiment, like I wonder if they legit tried to like almost kill him so that they could recruit him easier. I I think that's honestly on the table. Let's so yeah, I'm just I I'm I'm keeping my eye on Doctor Weller, but as far as like the character interactions, like I think it's super intriguing, and like I said, four of them are like my faves already. So I think, I mean, they all have very different characterization, but they don't feel too one note, and I feel like that's something that initially kind of drew me off Ruby because and again I haven't seen it play out fully maybe the characters get a lot stronger but I was like oh okay like I kind of like they all seem like kind of specific archetypes and that isn't to say like these guys aren't but they they feel a little more fleshed out than I was expecting and I think that's why I have gravitated to them more than I expected and a big part of why I actually enjoy the show so much so yeah I like I like the character stuff so far I think it's good I I definitely like the character stuff more than the robot stuff (laughs) I just because okay, think about it this way. I mean, robots are cool. Like yeah. that's true. But 
robots are as cool as the people inside the robots, right? Like, you wouldn't yeah. watch an no, entire yeah. movie about cars if you didn't care about the people driving the cars. Well, I mean, what so, if the movie is cars? Um, in Pixar, uh... begs to differ. Well, they have, like, actual personalities. <laughs> they have, like, teeth and eyeballs. This is a different. Don't, I don't know why, but you say the cars in Pixar's cars had teeth made me really uncomfortable. I don't know they why. They do, though. They do. <laughs> not, we'll do, not do, talk about do the Holons have teeth? I think the Holons have teeth. They don't have mouths. They, can, they can't open their mouths. I don't yeah, know if they have yeah. mouths. Yeah, Any- mouths. Anyways, you touched on something, Michelle, there with Dr. Weller. I want to get back to that later when we talk about this ending uh, scene of this episode, because I want to know how you guys feel about Dr. Weller. But before we get to that, yeah. Beatrice, did you like this like opening scene like with all this character work? Because I, it, it is a little slow, and I, I'm not sure how so I feel you, about why don't, why, it. I did, but let's hear about you, because I feel like you're the one who has I, I I I think that this this was a fine scene, but I do think that it's a little bit... Uh, I, I, weak is a, is the wrong word. I feel like it just rehashes a lot of the stuff we already knew about the characters. I don't think we got new flavor to some of them. It felt like conflict um, we needed to have, but it didn't like because it felt like we got a lot of this flavor from the characters last episode, and it just felt like rehashing a little bit to me. But that said, I think it was well written. I think it was interesting to watch. I'm just not sure if we if this needed to be done right now. Like I, it could have been. I feel like we could have gotten new information about these characters instead of just learning again that like. Yasmin was in the union at one point, and I'm not sure if we learned anything new about her. V- Valentina, I think, is the, count- is the counterpoint, because Valentina, we barely knew anything about her from the That's first true. two episodes. And, like, this scene, it, it especially focuses on her si- uh, side of things, and, like, her, her kind of being the calm uh, representative of the anti-Weller <laughs> um, fragment of this grouping. So I think that this scene especially works because we do get new information especially from valentina that's true valentina i think is the the standout here in terms of we learn stuff about her and um I, and i think chase even has a good argument again like to say like well that's just that's just like um uh you're you're gonna you're gonna regret it when you when you make that decision i guess like i think i think that was a good argument from him like that you're gonna everyone's gonna die and you're gonna be there and you could have done something but um i don't know it it, it seems like uh these people are it feels like they're being kind of forced into it, despite what's said at the end of the episode. They feel like they're just being forced into being these soldiers, essentially. Oh, totally. Well, yeah, well, 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 where we're getting that he's kind of doing manipulation yeah. stuff yeah. here. Yeah, so, Doctor like... was very good at that, clearly. Yeah. 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 But um. I mean. Oh, sorry. So, but, I mean, I will say, like, in in, I feel like we also can't downplay the fact that with this scene, we also started getting more of how this dynamic of this team is going to go. Because maybe we may not necessarily learn about the backstory of every single character, but it's with this scene that we start getting to know about how Kazu and Kami are going to interact, how we they all do have this kind of interest and thrill of, 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 of adventure, even if, even if it is dangerous. So, I mean, yes, we may not get information about them from, like, the get-go, but we do get information of how these personalities are going to interact. And that's something we didn't get in the previous episode because before they even had a chance to really interact, there was already a spy trying to escape with information or not even escape, just trying to get a robot. And yeah, his plan, so, I mean, his plan didn't make a lot of sense. You know, yeah, like you, yeah, they've done that much research. How could they not know you need to be like perfect for this machine for the conversion to work? Okay, we, we but not just that, but also the fact that like his body was gonna stay there. The robot may like they could just kill yeah, the body, uh, and what happens to we, the robot? I mean, is the body like is the mind now completely in the robot, and it won't yeah. have the link anymore? We don't know that. But the point is, a lot happened in the second episode, and it didn't really allow us to get a sense of how this team dynamic was going to go. And I feel like that's, that's what this episode was for. So I understand why you may think it was a little slow, but I can't, I, I feel like I, it was necessary. And just in terms of planning the foundations for oh, this show. I, I think that's fair. I think it definitely is necessary, but I think the second half works a lot better at showing us dynamics, especially with where the action scenes are going to be. I, I liked, I like the Holon stuff better, but we still have one more thing to cover before we get there because we also have during while this is happening concurrently, we have Weller talking to Colonel Marin up in um her office. And I think the most important thing that happens here is that we learn that uh estimates show that in six months all of North America will be in union control. So that puts a mm-hmm. very tight schedule onto this season, in that there's gonna be that the union is really strong and they're probably gonna push back on the vanguard pretty soon. So that's gonna be the conflict we're leading into here. So that's going to lead to fight scenes, a lot of fight scenes, but 
Uh, and uh, can I just oh, comment sure. on these scenes? They're, they're very similar to early Ruby scenes where you see Ozpin and the leaders of the school talking to oh, each yes, other. Oh, yes, yes. like cutaways <laughs> from the main team. And like in Ruby, those scenes are often boring because those characters, especially early on, oh, are yeah. kind of cardboard cutouts. But in this show, because David Tennant is so awesome, like he sprinkles in a humor with the serious conversation. It, so like th- those these scenes work so much better in this show than they do yeah, in Ruby it, because it it loses the self-seriousness that other shows tend to do with these kind of info dumps between leaders. Away I mean, from but the granted, cast. I mean, these, the especially in the early seasons of Ruby, a lot of times when he was talking to them, they didn't even have faces. Yeah. And that, and the problem with that is probably had more to do with budget. So I feel like that's an unfair comparison because clearly there okay, is a little bit more but, budget uh, in here. So it allows for more, like, there's a lot okay, that expression well, that, that makes this a better show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, because Ruby didn't have money. So obviously there's a better, well, I'm just saying that they have we should stop. We, I'm just saying we should. Yeah. We should just. I, I'm just saying we shouldn't just completely compare this to Ruby as like the only source of it, comparison. There's it, so many more. I, I do think that early Ruby is a completely different show. I agree, Beatrice. But I think it is fair to say this is very similar in directing and in terms of that, like that these are two leaders talking in an office about plans for the students at their quote unquote school. And mm. but but I think the big difference here is I agree with Alex that. David Tennant just brings a lot of charisma to this role. Yeah. And he, and I really like, yeah. I really like the whole clone offshoot they discussion where he said, I, like, he tried I tried, to clone like, he tried to clone himself. And that almost feels like just a David Tennant, like, um, uh, ad lib. Oh, yeah. It really just does. Cause I feel like something he would say. But it, it just, I think this scene works really well. And they really did piece it, they did piece it together with the other scene really well. And I was, um, pretty surprised by that. Cause it, it just felt very good. It felt like really good writing there. Uh, but, um, also Beatrice. Uh, Colonel Marin, is she, does she speak Spanish at one point in this? She season? does, and she yeah. says it wrong. Oh, she, she says, does? Ayunando, oh, no, no. ayunando. Oh. Something like that, because well, ayudanos is what she says. Dios, Dios ayudanos, right? Yeah, like, and she's uh, saying Dios ayudanos. But then, God help us. But then she says, and she replaces the D with an N. Oh. So I'm like, this, this woman doesn't speak Spanish, which is fine. Or maybe she, maybe, like, you know, she's like, I don't know, fourth, fifth generation yeah. Latinx, and they've lost, like, she, she doesn't know, whatever. So that's fine. If that's part of her character, completely fine. But I did, like, replay that, like, 5,000 times being like, did you really just not, did you really replace the N, I mean, the D with an N and just not say it right? Yeah, so. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. that would be. Uh, that, that- Sorry, go ahead. There is also a Puerto Rico flag in the background of her office. We should yeah, point which, that out. So. Exactly. Yeah. So that also makes it even more plays out with the whole, like, oh, like, they because Puerto Ricans just are by birth, they're already American citizens. So it would make sense for her to, if she was Puerto Rican from Puerto Rico or if she's Puerto Rican from, like, the States, it would make sense if, say, she lost a little bit of the Spanish. Yeah. And it, it's... It, it fits. Closing. It, it, and it's if, hard. Well, it's, if it's, Florida doesn't exist in this universe, how does Puerto Rico exist? Well, it might um, not New anymore. York. New York is like huge yeah. Puerto Rican like uh, population. And I, and I, uh, okay, so maybe Puerto Rico doesn't exist, but like Puerto Ricans exist. Yeah, yeah maybe like yes. Sen does exist, you know. So like, uh, like there's a huge like diaspora over here. So um, that's why like even more so if like Puerto Rico doesn't exist, then I wouldn't be surprised that she like would start losing that. Um, cause that's something even now people like are feeling self-conscious that Latinos feel self-conscious about is if they're losing their Spanish. Yeah. So right. we sense. have developed in show explanations for bad Spanish. Yeah, Ooh. no, but I think, I think, <laughs> Good job, guys. but I think this is an interesting discussion because I think if like they were like, I'm not saying they were trying to do that, but if they were trying to portray a character that is not as good at Spanish, but they are of Spanish descent, that's a really hard thing to portray without having hand fisted dialogue. And I'm not sure if we, it, it's just interesting. I'm not saying there's more to I it than mean, that. My big thing is that she has an accent. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so because you have an accent, that means that English, it suggests that English isn't your first language. Yeah. But if your first language is Spanish and you're going to make a mistake like that, instead of saying ayudanos, you say ayunanos. It's like, I thought she was saying that she was fasting. I was like, what are you, what's going on? <laughs> so, um, so I'm just saying if she, if they want to go that route, then don't make her have like, and I'm not saying like an, a sort of like a accent in terms of like a regional accent. I'm saying like, she sounds like she, she learned English as her second yeah. one. So I'm just like, if you're going to make a mistake with your first language, then maybe that shouldn't be your first language when you're at, when you're making this character. Maybe yeah. that shouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, character no, 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 that's fine. I, and I really, I really like that insight from you. Like I don't clearly don't have that insight to be able to make a judgment on that. But um, I think now we can move on to the probably 
the meatiest part, or not the meatiest, but maybe the most fun part of the episode in that we get to focus on Cammy now. Because Cammy is kind of the through line for the rest of the plot for this episode, because we follow along with um, Chase and Madrani, Jen locking into their mechs. And uh, Cammy is kind of like nose goes into, uh, it, it's chosen to be uh, Jen locked first. And we kind of, I don't know, it, it like, it, I, I don't know if I would be as quick to, as Cammy or even as willing as Cammy to go into this machine because it's, well, she's not even willing. She's yeah. just the last person. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, but still, even then, it's a, it's a little much to be like, nose goes, okay, I guess I'll get in the death machine now because I didn't hit I my mean, nose. I mean, it's enough. not like he had a gun no. pointed to her. Like, he could have still said no. It's not like they literally dragged her there. Yeah. He, she could have still said no. I think that they were just, they're interested. They see the, they, what, didn't they like see the robot and uh, they're like, okay, like, yeah. Like he told them, like, look, just try it once and then I'll tell them whatever. And then she's, they could have still said no and they didn't say no. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, just I think, think we're funny. playing up a little bit more. I think we're playing up the, ooh, Dr. Weller, he's evil mysteriously. I think we're, or like he's complicated. I feel like we're playing that a little bit too much for what we've seen so far. Okay. Yeah, that. Although I, I will say the show did a good job at like playing up the tension of her in the in the pod and like Doctor Weller is giving this very vague dialogue about like grab the lights, hold yeah. it. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he like, got so into it. Yeah, David yeah, Tennant got so, like, really that, into that. That kind of stuff accompanying her being like hesitant to go in. Like I think the show does a good job of. Uh, of making it tense, even though you know that they're gonna, it's gonna work, because that's just the premise of the show. But I think that the show still does a good job, this, in spite of that, of like it making it feel like something uncertain, even so. Yes, but uh, and I, I think that's a, I, I think that's, I, I agree, because it's um, it, it's obvious that they're gonna work, it's gonna work, that they're gonna get into their holons. But this is still at least an exciting scene. I don't know if tense is the right for, word for me. I wasn't really tense about it, but I did find it exciting to watch. And I did really like, there was some really, maybe funny is a strong word, but some silly dialogue here that I enjoyed. Like, uh, Cammy says, time to go down the rabbit hole, which is, they really harped on the fact that her, her whole motif is that she's a bunny this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they did it a lot. But then after that, she mentions her manga collection to Kazu, which I think was actually a pretty <laughs> funny bit because. It's so funny. Plus her getting his name wrong was just like kind of hilarious. Yeah. Cause he, it like really ruffles us where he's like, no, it's, it's not Kazoo, it's Kazoo. I, it, what I think is most funny about it is I think Cammy knows that there's a difference. It's just she's, she's, Yeah, no, totally. She's, she's totally it. messing with him. Yeah. And then the most important part of this whole scene is we get to see the rainbow tunnel from the intro, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real it's place. It's a real thing that they don't they don't just uh, jump through it in the intro. They actually have to go through it to get to their Holons. But uh yeah. It's like my, mind space. Yeah. It's like some kind of weird, it's like some weird Code Lyoko tube. But, um, yeah, and then Cammy gets into a robot, and I think the most interesting part here, after she gets into a, ro- into a robot, is that it's just like, um, easy, not, easy might be the wrong word, but it, it doesn't seem it's like that hard to control the robot, even though it's her first time. Like, it seems like it's pretty natural for her to walk around, which I kind of like this dynamic for the show, because a lot of mech shows, like, you get into the robot the first time, and either it's like, the character can instantly control it, and it's some weird levers and latches and stuff. They can somehow control the robot perfectly, and it makes no sense. Or it's, like, something like this where it's, like, more intuitive like this, but they just kind of, like, stumble about. But this kind of, like, rides a line of, like, being... They clearly can control the robot, but they don't have mastery of it. And I really like that here, where it's just... These people aren't losers, but they can be a lot better. And I I, I like that here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Dr. Weller has that really good, like part when Cammy said when she's first in it and she's like whoa like you're like she feels like her center of gravity's off because she's finally yeah. tall now and he's like okay that yeah like I designed it that way on purpose it's gonna take a little adjusting but like you'll figure it out and I like little details like that because yeah like you're saying I mean, like he wouldn't be perfect at that but the fact that literally they're digitizing their brains and you think about your brain does control how you move your body so in that way it does make sense that you'd still have some trouble in a new body but you'd more or less already know how to yeah. control it you're still a human being who knows how to walk. Yeah. Who <laughs> knows how to walk, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The and episode I mean, title is Second Birthday. Yes. And here, Dr. Mm-hmm. Weller says, Happy Second Birthday. Welcome to your new vibe. Like, but there's the episode title, uh, guys. Yes. Oh, yeah. We, I'm <laughs> sorry. Job. Thanks, Alex. I forgot to bring up the episode titles, because Rooster Teeth is kind of known for bad episode titles. Well, I think every animation studio 
lately it's had I'll some find, really bad I think titles. This one kind of works. This one's fine. Yeah, no, it does. It this does one's work. fine. It's not. It's not horrible. Not like. Yeah, I won't go into all the bad ones, but this this one's fine. But uh, yeah, they, he does mention it being their second birthday, kind of implying that this body is a uh, kind of a new new life for them, which I think I think is an interesting thing to talk about because it seems to me that Weller wants this to be a new life. These robots, which is kind of implication, more implication that he's evil. But again, I'm saving that till we talk about his final speech. But um, yeah, but I, I actually. Um, Alex, I think that he says the second birthday thing after, uh, Kazu and, um, Valentina then get into their Holland as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, and they're very excited about it. Which, they, they, like, By then, they've, yeah, they've been sold after they saw Cammy's success. Yeah, they, they were, they were very excited. Um, yeah, and, and so they're, they're just really, like, they, they both also are very good at controlling their Holland's right away. Maybe even a little more than Cammy, but not like, again, not like they have complete mastery of it. Beatrice, you've been said a lot about this. Did you did you like this intro scene to them, Halon or Jen locking into their robots? I mean, I did, and I think I think Michelle got it right in that you know I think this is why like they really it, had they been awkward it wouldn't have made sense because this isn't them controlling this very bulky like set of controls like an yeah. airplane thing and it's like they're not they're not piling this they are legit just transferring themselves into a new body so I. I liked that, and I like how they have thought about these details and been like, you know, they would be a little awkward, but they wouldn't be completely, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bulky, which is why it makes me a little bit less worried about say fight scenes, because again, I mentioned how in mech mech fights they are bulky and yeah. it is awkward. So if it's if they are going to be able to move more fluidly, then maybe I'm not going to be as worried. Um, my big thing is I kind of wish they had done a little bit more with the sensory kind of stuff because they kind of teased it a little bit, but I kind of want it, you know, if suddenly they, I have the ability to magnify and zoom in like miles away and be able to hear more people than previously thought or things are louder to me, I wanted a little bit more play on that, if anything. They, they definitely hinted at it, especially with Cammie, yeah. especially with her yeah. like listening on conversations. And then they really harped on it when they were talking, when um Chase saw Miranda talking yeah. to... What appears to be her new boyfriend, who is named mm. Jody, uh, who is one of the other uh, mech pilots in their in the like crew that's training them. Which can we like talk about that for a second? Yes, second? that's why I brought it up. No, I, I just brought Beatrice. I just thought I'd bring something up and then just move on and not talk about it. That's what I thought I'd do. <laughs> Beatrice, I don't know. Beatrice, do you want to talk about this love triangle? I just no, not the not the love triangle part. I just because there was that whole. I just don't like how. I just don't want it. I didn't want it to be him. It could have been any other guy. I would have yeah. preferred the technician guy. Like Miguel, um, other guy yeah. voiced by Miles. Yeah, He's okay. Yeah, I would have yeah, preferred him because then that would have been a little bit more complicated because he seemed really, really close to Chase. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like that could have made it a little bit trickier. This guy never seemed too close to him. He seems like a he seems like a jerk. He see he's been like he was kind of a jerk in the first episode when he was like, oh well, like if you won't date, if you break up, well then maybe I will. And it's like. No, dude, like, stop. That's not, that's, I wouldn't want to get near you if you said, if I heard you say that about me and my current boyfriend. Like, no. So I kind of was just like, did it have to be him? Could it have been it, anybody else? I think the biggest thing that's annoying from this is that it's very clear that Miranda's going to break up with this guy, even though we've only really seen, Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's. Not gonna last. It's it's kind of unfortunate because I kind of agree, I agree with you, Beatrice. It would have been more interesting, not fun, but more interesting if Miranda was dating someone who didn't seem like a jerk. Like, it seemed like there was someone who she really liked, and it wasn't Chase. And this scene, kind of just, kind of just like you said, makes Jody have to be a jerk. Beatrice, I'm not Beatrice, uh, Alex, do you feel anything towards this uh, love triangle type thing? No, and it makes me annoyed, because it makes me, it makes me not like Michael B. Jordan's character, and it makes me not really enjoy Dakota Fanning's character. Because Michael B. Jordan, where he is right now, his main conflict is A, being dead, and B, I lost my girlfriend. <laughs> now, that, that's his two main traits. It's true. And it, it's I, true. I, don't, I don't care about that. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, and Dakota Fanning, I feel like she she is capable of doing more than just being girlfriend that anime protagonist yeah. is pining but- but, like uh, if, if like obviously it's only three episodes. There's more time for them and all. But like it, it's a very lackluster introduction to both of these uh, characters. Well, it's a lackluster development after the first episode, which was kind of interesting. You know, like seeing them being together, and then we have the main main event of them getting separated. 
But now, now that they've gotten back together, they're now back in the show again. It feels like it's falling into cliche that I just I'm not interested in, and that's kind of sad because I want like it's the main character. I should be interested yeah. in him, but I am not. I, I care more about uh, the other members of the team than him. Yeah. And th- this is just creepy. Like it's just like focusing in from far away on somebody's conversation on your ex's mm-hmm. ex conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not sympathetic at all. So like it just uh, I. I don't know. It, 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 this is my least favorite part of the episode, and it's kind of it's a low point. And I hope that Michael, that um, uh, what's his name, Jul- uh, Julian, gets other stuff to do, and I hope that Miranda gets other stuff to do than just them hovering around each other, staring at each other, but having weird romantic feelings. <laughs> yeah. Can I? Can I? <laughs> Go ahead. What was it being? I just want to say that. Like, Madrani and Miranda in that one scene of theirs have much more chemistry (laughs) than her and that guy. What's his name? Cody? Jody? I don't care. Jody. Yeah. Jody. She has more chemistry. Okay, and also, how dare they, like, he shares a name with Jody Foster? That's an insult to the LGBT community, I think. That's just an insult. Anyway. Okay, Beatrice, that's that's a little bit. I just think think they could have made their, they could have actually had them have chemistry. Because, like, it just... There could have been tension something. They could have made him have more chemistry with her, and they didn't. The fact that I find more chemistry with her and Madrani is not surprising, but also they could have done a lot more to make me sway toward caring about them, yeah. that relationship. I and I feel like the reason that they made her go with Jody is that, like, like we were saying, right, they don't intend for that to last. They want Miranda to go back to Julian. But that my issue with that is, like, Julian has not put himself in a great position at this point for her to go back to him. And I don't want him to prove himself by, like, being good at robot stuff or having her current boyfriend be, like, that much worse so that she just breaks up with him and gets sad and just sees her ex, like, hanging around and that's why they get together like there's no there's not enough like good communication and reason for them to have a a healthy trusting relationship at this point too much has changed and it's too big of a blow for it to be wrapped up anytime soon in a believable way so i but it it concerns me right because again like yeah there's no way her current boyfriend's gonna do it for her she seems like a decent enough person the little we've seen of her so, like, yeah, I don't know, but I feel like that is, like, the intention of not making him that interesting and kind of someone you can throw off because clearly they – it seems like they very intentionally want her to get back together with Julian. But, I mean, I, yeah, I agree with Alex that Miranda – I thought the first episode we were setting her up to be, like, one of the two main characters because we're following the aftermath through her perspective. And then once the other crew members get there, it just kind of totally shifts to, like – them doing robot stuff and maybe maybe there'll be episodes that are more about her i don't know but i was kind of surprised that she got kind of sidelined so quickly into the show initially and it bums me out because yeah i do think she could be doing a lot more she seems like she's very capable i really i like her design i think you know the voice acting's really good but yeah right now she's just totally pegged as being a love interest and not that much else yeah it should have more purpose than making michael b jordan feel i know and again if they get together like maybe that'll be the end of her like i just i wanted to be able to do her own thing that's not about him miranda miranda definitely is the most disappointing part so far but i do think that the one hope we have is that dakota fanning is billed as like right after michael b jordan she is like the second main character it could just be this episode was supposed to be a focus on the new holon pilots and then I also posit that the fact that there is still one more Holon here, the one that Sinclair was supposed to go into. Yeah, she can take the blue one. Yeah. So, and also, I'm there's also something to notice here that the blue one is also the same color as Chase's blue Holon. And I think that's kind of on purpose that, like, Miranda will take the same colored one as her quote unquote boyfriend and that they're going to work together really well in Holons together or something. But that's just me guessing it's stuff. I mean, also, like, it, because it's also interesting how in the opening, every character except hers, when it, their name shows up, their character shows yes. up. Hers, the only thing is, hers just shows up in its empty screen, so I wouldn't be surprised if what they did was they just took out her being part, another, another, going through that kind of rainbow yes. tunnel. I wouldn't be oh, surprised yeah. if maybe that's what, that's it, the reason why they can't show it yet, because they don't want to spoil it, but that would make sense. Why. There's definitely a noticeable blank spot in that opening when they when they do that it looks like she's supposed to be there and it also is interesting because she only has one 
single shot in the entire opening, and it's just her yeah. sitting in a mech. Like, it really feels it's, like it's we're going to get more. It is. And it, I thought, I when I first saw it, I really genuinely thought that it was going to be with David Tennant and Dakota Fanning. Yeah. But then... Yeah. But um, it seems this, this seems like a good bridge into the next part of the episode where we have Capture the Flag. Like, we have this little cute scene with fun, like, playing baseball and playing tag, but that moves really quickly into the scene where we actually get some training. And we play Capture the Flag with Miranda and Jody and the squad leader, Leon, I think his name is. And um, they're playing Capture the Flag together, and it's really clear that the trained soldiers are much better than these random people who have just gotten into some random robots. And... <laughs> Which, which is, which makes yeah. sense, which I think is good. Even though they have good tech, like, they're not as good as these soldiers. Uh, and it's, uh, there, there's, I, I guess I put a pin in this for later, Alex, so I guess now's the time. How did you feel about these fight scenes and these, fight scenes, my action scenes? How did you feel about these action scenes this episode? Well, I, my head just says, okay, necessary training scene. We need to set up that they're just starting out, so we make them look bad and all. And so, like, it's it, it it's fine and all, but uh, I, um, the whole it starts with just them like running straight into them, and that's not that interesting. There's a moment where like Valentina like hides behind a truck and almost gets there. That was kind of fun and all. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember all the moments that stand out. I think that's it. Like there was um, a moment when um, yeah. Kazu, <laughs> there was a moment when Kazu used Cami's body as a shield. Did you mention that? No. Oh I yeah, didn't. that was a good uh, moment. I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, Shows his right. ruthlessness. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And all, all, I think also my impression is marred by the fact that later Michael B. Jordan steps in and is yeah, like, "Hey, I'll show you perfect. how it's done," and it's just an excuse to show off to mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend and like show up the new yeah. boyfriend. So like that it, it taints the scene a little bit. I mean, it taints so. it more than a little because there's a moment when he even like oh, gets yeah. really close to his face and like shakes his head yeah, back and, and forth. Yeah, he's like, he's like, "What's yeah. happening here? Are you mad? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah like, it, why is he mad? He died. Yeah. You were gone you for. Kept it from her. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, because so he's broody anime protagonist. It, it, That's what they all do. It's so it's really not a good look. And the more and the more this happens, the more Chase is not going to be sympathetic. Because I really think this whole episode, even I really think Cami and Valentina and Kazu come off very sympathetic this episode. And I really enjoyed their actions. Like just even even the training. Even though I like action scenes a little more than Alex, I think the training scene was really fun. I think that um Cami and them failing was enjoyable and watching just how bad they were. Uh, and, and even if this, the, the chase fight scene was a little more like annoying because there's that boyfriend thing in it, I do think it was cool seeing just how much better he was than the other ones. Uh, Michelle, did you, did you, did you have a different, any different feelings about this fight scene or action scene as it was? Oh, well, I was watching it for like the first. <laughs> minute and then I was like this is kind of boring I'm going to do something else on the internet and listen to it and I came back after like three minutes and it was wow. still happening I was like oh that's fun wow how long is this and I just I, I, like, I understood what was happening and I was like okay so it's train sequence that's cool Um, let me know when you're done because I get it and I don't need to see that for five minutes <laughs> but I mean again I do I, I, I will say I like that you know, the different characters gravitated toward different ways of honing these skills. Kazu likes baseball. Cami likes rollerblading. Um, Yaz, I forget what Yaz likes. Probably something cool because she's really cool. <laughs> she, likes, she likes being stealthy. She likes to be stealthy. Valentina seems kind of stealthy too in her own way. Very confident. And you, like you were saying early on, Andy, like you get a sense of their personalities through how they use their body language using the robots. And I will say, I, I'm very happy the robot design being so unisex. Like everyone's yeah. body is the same. They're just different colors. And when Cammy first well, came out, I was like, oh no, is this? Because the other robots were so boxy. And I was like, oh no, is this like the girl robot? Oh no, we could have boy and girl robots. I hope not. And then Kazu got up there and it's like, oh, thank God. Like they're all the same. Phew, Christ yeah. averted. At least for now the they robot. are. And it looks, but it looks like they might be putting like other things on them later that might make them more feminine or masculine. But right now it I, is cool that they uh, aren't. Yeah, it is cool that they're just, they're all the same. Yeah. So I liked that detail. Yeah, and what's nice in terms of like things that they're going to add to it that makes it either more masculine or feminine, I feel like by that point, it's a decision that 
they are making themselves yeah. and how they want to be presented uh, versus say it's already decided for them. Yeah, like Dr. So Weller didn't of, decide. Like they're choosing for themselves, which is nice. Right. So if if it does become either more masculine or more feminine later, you can make the argument that's the choice of the character, which is all in their right to yes, present themselves and, however they want to. So it makes sense. Yeah, and that's completely fine. Uh, but uh, I don't think there's anything else. Beatrice, are, am I alone here with this fight scene or do you have anything else you want to say here? I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I liked the, like, the banter of, like, Oh, like a football? You mean the f- yeah. actual, like, like Cammy being like, oh, yeah. you mean actual football? Oh, uh, yeah, sports jokes. Alex, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I make that joke all the time. Wait, wait, no, um, no, 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 wait, Beatrice. Because American football is not football. Um, but, 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 and... Beatrice, wait a second, though. Alex, you cannot ug at sports jokes. Your entire... That is it's the most basic sports joke. But, <laughs> but your job is sports. <laughs> is you can't so? ug at this. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, You're not I, allowed, I, apparently. He hears about soccer superiority all and all but like i have to deal with sports for a living so it's like the most it's, it's like it's like in, when like war is a stat and the only joke people have is war what is it good for like it, it's a, it's a joke that just gonna repeat it over and over stop comparing football i'm just saying one's a football and one's a pig shut up <laughs> okay and one's a what a pigskin a pigskin Oh yeah, let's call it pigskin sports. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah pigskins. The American pastime. Uh, that's the pigskin game. Going around CBS. But um, I I don't know. I really I like how I don't know. I enjoyed it. I liked how seeing like you said. I liked how seeing them emotion, seeing their physical characteristics, like like you know seeing um uh cammy like throwing like the the middle finger, but it's the peace sign backwards. Like I liked her doing that. I liked. Um, I don't know, I just liked, I had fun with it. I like how they, the first thing they thought is like, oh, we're big robots, so we're just gonna barrel straight at them. And yeah. nine times out of ten in an anime, that would work. And yeah. it'd be all fine. And they're like, aha, you can't stop because we're giant robots. And it's like, no, no, you actually have to use but, your head. But Chase, uh, but Chase then just immediately barreled right towards the once he was. Which good. is true. Like, that's, that was my big critique. Yeah. Is like with them, I enjoyed it because I understood, like, that to me was like, okay, makes sense that they're awkward and blocky. Like, it makes sense. With Chase, I was like, um, what just happened here? Cause his plan <laughs> wasn't that bright either. Like, it I, wasn't no. that impressive. I was kind of expecting Chase to do something more innovative with like the scenery and like the uh and like yeah. and uh hiding and stuff like that but he just I, ran I straight at them like i wanted him to jump on one of those trucks and like do like a skateboard move or something i wanted yeah. him to do that, something interesting that and, said, like, that's not that said there was yeah. a really some really fun music behind chase's one i did i didn't <laughs> he can't control that yeah that but no but that's, that's like rt's thing like they really like having like these uh, like music video fight scenes like they really like that like, oh yeah movie. no they do and i think they're uh, fun usually i think they usually succeed cool. How do I feel about being Electro Rock for the main cast? But then as soon as his character shows up, it turns into rap. Like that uh, is something. That's true. I, that is true. I, I just I felt a little weird when that that transition happened. But it is all good music, and that is one thing I will praise about this show. The theme music is really good, and all the musical selections mm-hmm. in the show have been and, really good. So uh, I'm very grateful for this show to introducing me to. Uh, um, uh, I think it's uh, ba- battle tapes. Yeah. Uh, their, their, their music has been consistently good and well used in this show. And also, before we get on their whole rap thing, in in their defense, Chase's song in the first episode was definitely not rap. Like they were singing a um, I forget what the song was already, but they were si- but him and Miranda were singing a song back and forth calling. Um, like they were singing back and forth a song, and it definitely was not a rap song. Or it was an old jazz. Yeah, thing. sorry, yeah, that was it, an yeah, old it jazz. jazz. And so. It might just be this one song was rap, and I think that's fine, but it, it, it is kind of worrisome if they just choose rap every single time he has a fight scene. That is true. Um, I think let's, um, let's move into the, the end of this episode now, because we have one last thing I want to talk about before we move on, and it's this speech Dr. Weller, uh, gives to the Hawan pilots, where he, uh, talks to them about, uh, their reason for fighting, and he hides from them the fact that there's six months remaining, that they have six months left before essentially the Vanguard loses, and just try, kind of manipulates them into agreeing to work with him for more. Like, he kind of just pokes all three of their buttons into convincing them to work for him. And it's subtle from their perspective, but from an audience perspective, it's very clear that he just kind of called out three things that Kazu, Valentina, and um, Tammy would all really latch on to and want to work for. So, this is kind of just more evidence that Dr. Well is evil, like you were saying, Michelle. And... This for me. Well, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Evil. I mean, I feel like I think he could be one of those scientists, you know, yeah. who just 
to him, it makes perfect sense. But, and, you know, logic is so great. And morality, ah, you know, you could take it or leave it. Yeah. I don't want to, I guess, like, I don't want to say he's evil it, in the way that kind when, of dismisses his potential complexity. But I do think he's shady as heck. Yeah. yeah. When I say evil, just to be clear, for your sake, Michelle, I'm saying that he's an antagonist. He's He's someone who's not as on the up and up as he's being made out to be right oh yeah that's all i mean i'm just i'm just reducing it to one word for simplicity but yeah (laughs) yeah but i i think this is just more evidence towards that that he could be someone not really working for the good of man because it's kind of suspicious this this manipulation he's doing to everyone did um uh saying that's suspicious though because you know okay so julian's been gone for four years right yep he, he still only has half a body and he lives in a tube. Wait, but they said they like, explained that though. That they they said that the nano like regeneration technology was there, but then he said that the like those like black metal things were still invading his body and keeping him from being able to do that. Yeah, and that I also think though Dr. Weller is a brilliant enough scientist from what we've seen that he might not be trying as hard as he could be to giving Julian Chase some kind of body because he's so into this idea of robots being the next frontier for humanity. I think there could be other reasons why Julian might it might come down to him being like, yeah, like I'd love to have like prosthetic legs and stuff at some point. And Dr. Will saying, Oh no, you got a robot though. It's like way better. But I think that it's the new frontier. But I think Weller hides something really important here. Cause like there's a part in a little earlier that we skipped over where he sees like a pop-up and it says safe maximum set maximum safe upload count remaining. And it kind of implies that they can't upload their brains to these robots over and over and over again. And that seems kind of important, especially to someone like Chase, who kind of needs his robot body to live. And so... Yeah, that seems sketchy, too. Yeah, and that, that seems like the biggest thing he's hiding from them. Just uh, sort of related to that also as a throwaway line. He's like, well, we better we better avoid uptime. A concept oh, yeah. we'll get to later. He literally uses the phrase, a concept yeah. we'll get to later. Yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of a show dialogue is yeah, that? That, that, that was a little bit ham-fisted. But um, okay. I, I, it does come off kind of animorphs. Like, they can only be in the robots for so many hours before they're, like, stuck in the robots or something. Uh, but we'll see. It's like it taxes their brains too much yeah. for that kind of intense connection, maybe. Which, yeah. which, which I assume will mean that we'll definitely get episodes where they're forced to be get really close to uptime and something bad happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, Beatrice, did you did you get this kind of vibe that we, uh, I mean Michelle might have been getting from from this scene that Weller might be evil? No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're alone here. Really? Really? Okay. Like, what? What do you think he's genuine? Do you think he's just manipulating them because he thinks he needs to push them in like a good direction or whatever? I mean, like, I okay, like I feel like manipulation is a really harsh word. Like, I I was like, for him to fully 100% manipulate them, it would have been like, oh, and by the way, we only have six months left. Like, so just to guilt trip you even more. Um. I feel like, I mean, to me, like, his, like, whole speech about, like, oh, the media and this stuff is no different than Chase trying to convince Valentina, being like, oh, like, if you would regret this, like, later. Like, that to me, those two speeches are, like, not the same argument, but, like, it's the same kind of tone. So it's, like, for me, that's not huge with manipulation. Um, And I don't know, like, for me, what I found he was annoyed by was the whole militarization of everything. Yeah. So for me, I'm reading him not as... A militant or an antagonist, I'm reading him as a pacifist. But, so I'm, and not to say that an antagonist can't be a pacifist, but like to me, I'm just like, it's one thing for him to be like, haha, like world domination, like we are going to all be robots eventually. It's like, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's more he was, he's going for more the good of everyone. And like, there's one, it's one thing to like, not tell everybody everything to be i feel like he's going to be treated as that figure that's like the wise not old but like the wise old man who knows everything but will only tell it to you eventually once he's forced to yeah you know so like to me that doesn't necessarily make them evil that just makes them sometimes like depending on the character annoying i haven't found him annoying. no no i definitely don't think he's annoying no, um, not, I, he's very charming and yeah. fun to watch. No, and I'm not saying you guys are saying he's annoying, but I'm saying that I'm not seeing the the uh, red flag ominousness of him. I'm seeing just this is another archetype, and this is the archetype in this world, which is you know the Dumbledore figure that knows yeah. everything and is super talented and genius, but will keep secrets from you until you're ready. Um, so that that's 
my take. Like, I don't see him as going evil, but he could. I just, based on what we've seen so far, I haven't gotten that notion yet. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I just think that I definitely saw the pacifist side of him, but I also saw that he could be an antagonist. Like, I definitely completely agree with the side that he's not very militant. Like, I think that's very clearly stated in this episode, unless he's just straight up lying, which I don't think he is. He's very much comes off as a pacifist here, which I, I, I appreciate. I appreciate that in the show with, like, fighting and stuff. Like, I think that's a good perspective to have. Uh, that said, uh, I, I think um, that that's the entire episode. There's not much well, here. If I, if oh. I may, I just want I just want to give my support to Dr. Weller. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Free to serve in his stead. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I, 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 I also get the sensation that like he's well intentioned, but be, as we as has been mentioned, like it is kind of the mad scientist yeah. trope of like they don't fully think through the consequences of their actions. In, in the in in the conversation he he has with the general, he's like hey, we could have just kept doing our own thing, but you guys had to militarize it. But as if, like, when you build something like this, you don't think that this will eventually get yeah. turned into a weapon. So it's like, I just get get that kind of uh, vibe from him that he's kind of annoyed with the situation that he's in, but he's trying to make the best of it. And uh, I think, Andy, you mentioned a phrase somewhere about, like, he doesn't, like, his trust in man, in mankind or something, or, like, alluding to some kind of future where like we all get into these holons but it's it's an interesting thought because actually his speech is in response to valentina being like hey mankind can't really be saved like they're just going to keep being evil and that's part of what what sparks dr weller's speech it's like no mankind is worth saving and you should be able to help them with these holons sort of thing call me a naive but i believe him i believe that deep down he really but, does think that these robots will be the I, the the spark to help mankind move forward and be good. But at first, they need to get through this annoyance of war. That once that's over, everything will be hunky dory. But right right now, he has to like deal with all this junk, and that's what's kind of messing up his his decision making. Where he thinks he's doing the right thing now, but because we're in a war situation, a lot of that is going to have unintended consequences. For example, hiding the six months thing. You know that's going to bite you in the ass later, but he's like, I'll do it now, and we'll just see what happens after. Well, and and I agree with everything you said. I do think that he's trying to do the best for humanity, but I don't think that means he's not an antagonist. Like, the best villains all think that they're doing the right thing. And I think that Weller thinks he's doing the best he can for humanity, but I think there's going to be something that happens here. I'm not sure what it is. I think he's hiding something. I think he's doing something else in the shadows that is he knows other people will not agree with but he thinks it's a necessary thing to push forward to save humanity in whatever way he thinks that's right but i do think that it it could easily just be that he is a good person and he's just trying to help people but i'm i'm not ready to write him off as an antagonist yet it might not be for i mean i won't write it off either it's only been three episodes but like at at the moment he's not giving antagonistic vibes to me um, can we also get, if we're speaking of, like, antagonists, do we still know exactly what the union is? No, like, no, 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 we don't. Okay. We don't. We talked about that a lot <laughs> right. in the last podcast. I don't know if we need to get into it here. The union is completely faceless and pointless. We're, we're like... But I'm just saying, we still don't know. No, like, in don't. this episode, we receive no new no, information. No. It's, it's worth pointing out that that threat, we still don't quite understand. Even though we now know that Madrani was part of... Not, it's no longer her union... Hashtag not my union. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag not my union. And, and, exactly. But it's like, well, what does that even mean? I don't, yeah. you know. But the, I think the biggest thing with that, Beatrice, thanks for bringing that up, is that that's the biggest reason to think that somebody here at the Anvil is a villain. Because if we're not getting any characterization for the union, I just don't care about them. It's it's just exactly. that. What if what if Colonel Raquel is, no, no, that, is the villain? Like she she's got a lot more antagonistic yeah. vibes than Doctor Weller does. Like she's the one who's like, hey, you forget these guys assholes out of here. And she doesn't know Spanish. Exactly, but I will say, I will say, if they do, if if they do flip it, if they do flip it and have it be him instead of her, it it would be in a way a subversion because typically it is the the general of the army that does like the the bad, whereas the scientist is seen as the good. So I mean, there is this. um, It would have flipped it just as Alex has said. Um, Up to this point in these three episodes, I have gotten no indication that he is the bad guy, okay, or a bad guy. That's fair. Um, and then lastly, uh, we have this payoff to this joke from the beginning of the episode. Before, before we get to last thoughts, I just want to call out this modern major general joke that landed really, really well for me. 
it was set up for like the entire episode and we just land with this this android essentially just making this modern major general joke and i i, I just i think this landed really well for me <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if it really landed for you guys or not but i liked it a lot i i enjoyed the silliness of it because it it, it i wasn't expecting that kind of a modern pop reference joke yeah. in this kind of like far fantasy anime <laughs> show yeah so like because of how weirdly it fits with the genre it works uh i i i don't there's the first mention of the joke he says more of a Dylan fan, I suppose, yeah. and I don't really understand that part of the joke, but uh, but the payoff is is funny, yeah. like just him singing in in, op- in comic operatic lyrics. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty. It's it, 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 it you you would expect this kind of joke to clash with the rest of the show, but it actually fits in pretty well, I think. Uh, Again, because David Tennant yeah. is a boss. No, he, no. Whatever he, he says, I will dive into the into the pool with. Him. Yeah, no. Like, he carries yeah. he carries most of these jokes on his shoulders because he's just very charismatic. But um, let's just get to final thoughts here. Uh, Michelle, is there anything else we didn't cover yet that you really wanted to talk about in this episode? Mm, I don't think so. I'm honestly just looking forward to more character stuff moving forward. Who's your favorite character but... right now? Uh, so there are four of them. Okay, tell me, tell me <laughs> who they really... are. Yaz, Kami, Kazoo, and Valentina. I think all of them are pretty strong. And like, I don't think Kazoo's had as much chance to, like, we, we see him in relation to other characters more than him standing out on his own so far. But I fully believe that he's going to be awesome once he has his moment to shine. And I don't know. I mean, Kami is very bubbly and just like a delight. She's clearly the youngest person there and she has this like, you know, irresistible energy to her. But yeah, it's like, I, I like think she's like really crafty and smart and she has so much going on that I want to learn about. So she's definitely on my radar. And Valentina, I don't know. I like, I weirdly kind of relate to her perception on life. <laughs> so i i enjoy her a lot whenever she's on screen and she's like a tough cookie and that's nice too that, so those are those are my faves awesome that's great uh alex uh how are, do you have any any last thoughts here or any favorite characters you want to mention uh well uh, after talking through this episode i think valentina has shot up my rankings because like yeah. she is very she's very interesting in this episode of like her attitudes uh, on life and uh, her contributions to the final monologue. But we also get a little bit of fleshing out of her in the action scenes, like her kind of being playful with Cammy and like tag is like, Oh, come here, you little bunny. So like, so like she's, she's got different layers and I, I appreciate that she's gotten that development so far. So I think the Valentina is a, a low key favorite of mine. Uh, obviously Dr. Weller is the number one because I am obligated to, uh, uh, enjoy all David Tennant performances. Uh, shout out to DuckTales and Final Space as well. <laughs> yep. uh, but, and uh, just in general, I think that uh, with the show, uh, I, I'm I'm down with it so far. I, I enjoy s- um, some of the characters. I, I ho- hope that uh, Julian and Miranda become better characters because those are the, like the big names. So like I kind of had high expectations for them, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe I was wrong to have expectations. But uh, I, I hope that those characters get better and match up to the characters that I do like. And uh, I, I, I like the, the uh, in many shows that we covered overly animated, I especially praise the ones that do do a good job at blending humor and action. And I think that Genlock is on the right path with that, where like they're 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 making weird jokes that work, but and also like sprinkling in the action and the character stuff. So I think that right now it's it's heading towards a good blend, and I hope that it continues on this line. So, yeah, ep- episode three it was very was very strong, and I think a good example of what this show could be at its best. Awesome, uh, Beatrice. Any final thoughts or favorite characters? Um, well, in terms of final thoughts, speaking of humor, I didn't get that joke, but that's okay. The modern major general one. <laughs> that's okay. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but um. I am excited for the next episode. I favorite character is Cammy, obviously, yep. and I ship Kazu and Valentina. I just really you, you ship those. I do. I think they'd be really cute. Um, I just want them to be very cute and then protective over Cammy because I'm just very scared. They're She's child. very young, and I'm just like, you need like, do you have any idea what you're about to get into? I was like, I don't know, like girl, like you're about to be so emotionally traumatized. 
And I feel like they could like also I don't know how old these characters are. Uh because old. I think at one point they they mentioned that they were they were kids and I'm like, well, in my perspective, Cammy's the only one who actually like looks like a kid. The, all I know for sure is Cammy is seventeen, but I'm pretty sure the rest of them oh, are wow. older. Uh, They're at least like mid twenties. I, I can say. check that. Maybe they were being metaphorical and like they they don't have army training, so they're like they're green. I guess yeah. Into battle. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we. Okay, that makes. Sense. I don't think we know everyone's exact ages though. We know that Chase is twenty five, uh, but it doesn't look like we know anyone else's age for sure, except for uh, Cammy, because they it was told to. It was in promotional stuff. They talked about it that she was the youngest. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well. Point is, like, I'm just, I'm, I, I, I've mentioned, I think I mentioned on the Discord, seeing children in danger makes me anxious. So I just want <laughs> her to be okay. And if I want, she, she can hold her own. Cammy's no, a I, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, just mentally, like, it's, it's, it's one thing. Like, it, there's a, you know, the, she wouldn't even be allowed to join the army just yet because she's seventeen. She's the only so one who says fuck. Yeah, she is. Well, that's she is. Part oh, that's wow. really funny though. I'm just like, you're being crass because you want to be, and you think it's gonna make you seem older. And I'm just like, oh, Cammy, like, no, you're such an immature child. I want to protect you um <laughs> anyway um but yeah i'm excited for the show and yeah that's awesome yeah i i'm i'm really excited to see where we go next but um until then when we we'll cover this every week but until then find out all you can all, all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. you can join us on discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash discord you can support us at via patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. And thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Alex, a.k.a. Esteban Universidad. What? Whoa, hey, it's Alex. Yay, it's you. Hey. I, I, I don't know how I feel about giving financial support to this particular <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, I thought it went well. You're, are you are you dissing the podcast or the show, Alex? He's dissing us. Uh, I'm, I'm dissing myself. Oh, my God. All right, we're moving on. And thanks. To, uh, you did great today. But, uh, you did great, other Alex. People, please support us. Please support. Yeah, no, us. no, Alex, you did great. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything I really need. Is there anything you guys need to plug? I don't think we're um, uh, we're covering some anime like Promise Neverland, which maybe you guys, if you're watching this, which is pretty much an anime you'd like to see. Uh, but I don't think um, there's anything else really big right now. Um, well, something Miraculous to plug Ladybug is... coming soon. Oh, yeah, lots of Ladybug. Also, yeah, um, Carmen Sandiego podcast oh, coming yeah. up. Oh, yeah, Carmen Sandiego. Oh, I didn't know that. That's exciting. Yeah, we're... yeah and uh, soon there's going to be a feedback podcast for Steven Universe for Change Your Mind. Oh, right. And there's going to be a um, Young Justice Primer podcast where we talk about character. We try and help you, I didn't know guide this. you through all these various I did characters. not know that was happening. That's awesome. That's an awesome. No, any of that was happening. Yeah. And then also, also one other thing, we're going to be reading a Dragon Ball Z podcast, which um, Al- now that I know that Alex doesn't like fight scenes, it's going to be a very interesting podcast. Huh. Wait, what? <laughs> now, it's going to be very interesting to see Alex uh, watch Dragon Ball then. Uh, anyways, guys, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Adios.